one of my co-laborers here in St. Paul, Julie Jacobs, pastor of Frontier Fellowship, lead us in more in prayer. King Jesus, you are my Lord, and you are my King. You are my dread champion, oh God. <laughs> and I will follow you through the storm, through the rain, through the calm times, through the raging sea, Lord God. My heart follows hard after you. Oh God, our hearts follow hard after you, oh Lord. Oh God, lead us in the charge tonight, oh God. Make us brave, strong, and courageous. Make us fearless to follow after you, oh God, that we would follow wherever you go. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Rise up. Rise up, O oh church. Rise up and follow your king wherever he might lead us. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Bless your holy name. Amen. We are so glad that you are uh, with us here this evening uh, for this very special occasion. Ordination. This is one of the gifts um, that God has graced the church with, the setting apart and the laying on of hands of those who are being called into full-time ministry. And so we're going to be um, ordaining and laying on of hands of uh, a number of folks here this evening. And uh, we're trusting God. This is more than sort of a formal, uh, you know, just ritual that we're going through. This is an impartation into the lives of those who've been called to serve his church and his people and his kingdom. I'm going to ask Pastor Ben Clark, who is one of our ordainees. What is it called? Ordinance? That always sounds a little strange. The ordinant. He doesn't look much like an ordinant. He looks like an ordin giant. But um, uh, Pastor Ben is going to uh, give us uh, an introduction to our special speaker for the evening. So without further ado. All right. Well, I get the honor and privilege of introducing one of my friends. Pastor Steve, um, he was to our my church growing up, basically what Dale is to this church. He was kind of the apostolic, come in on a yearly basis, would come and speak and preach and teach. And uh, really, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard when we talk about the fivefold ministry, I've heard Steve referenced in each one of those areas. It's got a good balance to him. He loves Jesus. He's uh, given his life to the nations. Uh, I can remember uh, he poured his life into me for a season. Uh, ended up going to Kosovo. Was in Kosovo with the team. Working. Steve came over. He came and met me. We, we sat down for coffee. He said, I want, I want you to come and work under me for a while. I want you to come. I want to pour my life into you. Poured his life into me. It's one of the reasons I'm I'm here right now. So, without further ado, please give it up for Steve. Wow! Nice to see you. Well, let's uh, let's just take a minute to get to know each other a little bit been married to my wife for 32 years. I think that's worth something, isn't it? <laughs> Kathy, we have three kids. I say four now because my uh, older son is married. And, you know, I'm so thankful as a dad that they all love God and they are following his will. And there's not anything you could want more than your kids are doing the will of God. It's an honor tonight uh, and a joy to be here for Ben's ordination. And ordination's uh, an amazing thing. How many of you think that maybe 
Lord Nation's a heavenly church. And I believe when a man is set apart because he's been called by God and he's gone through some tests and his ministry's been proven and leadership recognizes that there's a call in his life and then there comes a day where they lay hands and ordain. But this is what I think is beautiful about ordination. There's a mystery in this. When leadership in the body of Christ lays hands on a man to be ordained and set apart, something is released new that has never been released. It's a new thing. It comes with a new authority. It comes with a new expression of the purpose of God in that life. And I... I, I, I believe, like what Pastor Jim said, this is not a ritual. This is a heaven thing. And I'm glad you're here to witness it because it's good for the body to witness when God sets a, a man apart in the earth. And I believe there's two men tonight. Is that right? Yeah? Thank you. God bless you. you have your Bibles? So your house of prayer for all nations? Well, then I think we ought to practice some other language or something, don't you think? Huh? Are you, are you good disciples and learners? All right. Let's try this. This is uh, Uldu. Say, Paleme. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, this is uh, uh, Serbian. Say, uh, Dame. Sve. Novas. Wow, you guys are great. Should we try, uh, should we try Albanian? Okay, this is a little harder. Spula. Oh, try that again. Spula. Mua. You like that? I like that. Try this one. Vetate. A little faster. Vetate. Uh huh. One more. This is Macedonian. Macedonia is in the Bible, isn't it? Say, uh, Tesakish. Tesakish. Now, would you like to know what you said in Uldu and and Serbian, and Albanian, and uh, Spanish, and Macedonian? You said, me first, give me all your money, hit me, go away, and I love you. <laughs> you did it great. <laughs> you know, it's an honor to serve God's word tonight. I didn't know when I was a young man that the call of God would take me around the world. I am still amazed at this gospel. I want you to take your Bible with me. I want you to hold it. And I want you to say this. I have a miracle in my hand. I've never seen anything like the gospel of Jesus Christ. Never. I have a miracle in my hand. You know, as I prepared, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit because he can simplify things. It's nice when he just says two words. And I just want to talk to you tonight about the gospel. Would you say that? The gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is an endless subject. It's, it's for me... That in the gospel, would you agree God thought of everything? He didn't leave anything out, did he? Well, it's amazing. It's the message. So if you're waiting for another message, there's not going to be another message. This is it. And it's finished. The gospel message is finished. There's not another that he's going to give us. And, and what I'm even more amazed about tonight is... The message is complete, but we're the messengers of the gospel, right? Isn't it amazing that the message is complete, but the messenger isn't? And God uses us. And God invited us to be the carriers of his message. I'm going to show you something here. Uh, this first scripture here, I think we could probably... Read it together. Are you ready? For I want you to know, brothers, 
that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin. <laughs> Paul said, not by men. It means that the whole entire gospel, the complete message, the wisdom of God that came out of the councils of heaven that put this all together in Jesus Christ, that this is not an earthly thing. This is not a human thing. This is a God thing. So it really is a miracle in your hands that the scripture says that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. And you know, I've been preaching this gospel for a long time, and I stand before you tonight that the message is complete, the messenger still isn't complete, but God, God uses the messenger to carry the message. And how many of you are glad tonight you're carrying the message for him? And he's completing the work in us. I think that I can't tell you how the gospel works even though I've preached it many times. I'm not sure that I understand exactly how it happens, but I know this, that you can stand in front of Buddhists, you can stand in front of Hindus, you can stand in front of street people, you can stand in front of old people, you can stand in front of teenagers, you can stand in China, you can stand in the Philippines, you can go to Indonesia, you can go to the far ends of the earth, and if you will preach the gospel, the gospel will go forward, and some Buddhist will come to the cross, some Hindu will come to Jesus, some old person will come and repent of their sins. I don't know how it works, Jesus just said, preach the gospel. So I'm not, uh, I'm not into figuring out exactly how it works. I just know what's in it and who's in it. And if I preach him crucified, buried, and resurrected, the call of God will go forth again. And somebody will be saved. Somebody will be called to the ministry. Somebody will be moved on by revelation of God. Something will happen every time the gospel's preached. Are you with me? Well, that's a good place to say... Mm. Or, wow. One time I did this and everybody said, Mom. And I said, Mom. Oh, wow. <clears throat> These two young men tonight, I'd just like to tell you, earth didn't call you, heaven called you. This is not of human origin. This wonderful miracle in our hands is that in this life, in this world, God lays his hands on people. And you know what the gospel says to this incomplete messenger of the greatest message there is? God wanted me. Would you say that? God wanted me. That's amazing. That God wanted you. That God chose you. That God would call you. Let's look at this next uh, verse that's coming up. Read with me. I'm. Would you read that like you mean? I'm. That you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ, and turning to a... So can there be different Gospels? We're living in a day, folks, where there's different Gospels. Which is really no Gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert. Think of that. Pervert the Gospel of Christ. Can it be done? Yes, it can. It's a different gospel, and it's really not the gospel at all, but it does pervert this. And it's proclaimed as the gospel, but it's not the gospel. But even if we, or an angel from where it came from, should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, that's hard to say. 
God wanted you. So, don't you think we should do this honorably for him? You know what Paul said over and over? God entrusted me with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Entrusted. Paul was trustworthy. Ready to finish? And we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, then let them be under God's curse. I guess I put this scripture up because I think we always need the fear of God in everything we do. And it's an amazing thing that God wanted you, that God called you, that God chose you, and that God entrusted you with the greatest message this world will ever have. This is it, folks. This is the message. He's not going to recreate the gospel. If there's one thing we've got to keep solid and stable in, I think maybe a year and a half ago I was in a church that <clears throat> when the evening was over, I said, Lord, what's happened here? And the Lord said, they've weakened the gospel. How many of you think it would be good tonight if we just strengthened the gospel in our I can't explain how it works. I just know if you will proclaim and announce and preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, something happens. Because it's not of human origin. It's from heaven. God's behind this message. God thought of everything. Say this word with me, would you? sounds better. Oh, doesn't it? Say the worst. Say the best. It sounds better. You know what? The gospel belongs to the worst of them. The worst sinners. How many of you were just a broken, broken soul? And now you have a shepherd. Don't you? We have a shepherd for our souls. God wanted you. I have a collection of pens. I have all kinds of pens. Wood pens, gold pens, silver pens. My kids come in just to see what's new, Dad, in the pen collection. One day I went, uh, I was writing, and my pen gave out. And I had so many, I had to stop and think, wow. Hmm. But when I went to reach for the one I selected, the Spirit of God came upon me, and all I could see were many pens, and God said to me, I chose you, just like I chose a pen. That's how you need to see this amazing Lord and Savior of how he watched over your soul and came to you chose you. I called you. I wanted you. You know, my favorite statement in these days is this. I like the song we sang, Quiet Your Soul. You know what I do? I just halt. <laughs> and I just say, God, I'm amazed at you. And I think one of the reasons that I'm amazed at God is because you don't know. Yes, you do know. Some of you know where the gospel has taken you. Some of you seen what the gospel does. I wonder if we came up with a symbol for the gospel. I wonder what we'd come up with. A symbol for the gospel. Is this your symbol for the gospel? Hello? This is not uh, God in an easy chair. This isn't a messenger in an easy chair. This isn't, it is good news, but it's, it's not uh, 
It's not weak. And it's not like an easy... How about, let's look at this. Maybe this would be a good... Would that be a good symbol for the gospel? Yes? Just uh, take a minute. And what do you see in the cross? Just from your own perspective, your own relationship with God, with, with your broken soul that's now saved or the journey of where the call of God has taken you or the will of God has taken you or where it's going to... What does that say to you? What does that mean to you? <laughs> Anybody want to say, God, I'm amazed? <laughs> Anybody see mercy there? Anybody see forgiveness? Anybody see eternal life? All the things you could never buy. Anybody see love there? Did you have to pay for that love? But somebody did pay for you. He did. I'm amazed. Well, if your symbol for the gospel was the easy chair, then this is what we need to do to you. And we got to get you back to the... Oh, oops. Now, Liz, who did that? Where did that come from? Oops. Everybody say oops. How'd that get in there? But maybe we could use it. Maybe we could. You know, there are some things today that twist my lid. And one of it is changing this gospel to something it's not. Folks, don't put a monkey in. And I wanted it to be strong because I'll tell you, there's a lot of things being preached out there today that are not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God loves the purity and the simplicity of the message. And he loves the simplicity and the purity of the messenger. How many of you know we're incomplete? But you know, if that messenger takes the message, and then he adds to the message. You add to the gospel prayer. And you add to the gospel obedience. And you add to the gospel relationship with God. Wow, you've got a messenger that's carrying a message that's going to get something done for the kingdom. Let's uh, get back to the what? Let's get back to the Paul said in the gospel, he said, I have purposed to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ crucified, Jesus Christ buried, Jesus Christ resurrected. I don't understand it, but it works. Maybe, maybe I'll just bring it down to two things. In this miracle that's in your hands, maybe I just would call you to two things. I think over and over and over again in 40 years of preaching and teaching, proclaiming, announcing, giving the gospel, it always comes back to two things. It comes back to carrying it. Everybody say carry the gospel. That means it's with you always. It's always right there with you. So any situation of life that you go into, I like to be aware that I'm carrying the gospel. And once I'm aware that I'm carrying the gospel, the greatest thing that I can do as a messenger is to release it, right? And, you know, I don't want to just release it on a corporate level like tonight, but, you know, what's been amazing to me is when you release the gospel in everyday situations, on a plane, on a boat, walking down the street, somebody you've never met before and may never see again, but because you carry the gospel and you just take a moment to release the gospel, all the things that I've watched happen over the years to just carry it and release it. This side of the room, say carry it. This side of the room said release it. Say carry it over here. And release it. It works so amazing that if, 
if I would call you to do anything, because I see so many things in life, in secular life today, in intellectual life, in material life, where somebody wants to be an expert, expert at skiing, or an expert at football, or an expert at Hollywood, or they want to be an expert doctor so much so they're not just a, a, a medical home practitioner. They've got to specialize and become an expert for the heart or for the brain. But I want to say to you tonight as the body of Christ and as a messenger of the gospel, if you want to become an expert in anything, become a little expert at the gospel, carrying it and releasing it and watch what the gospel does. Because it's not of human origin. It came from heaven and it gets heaven's results every time. Every time. So if you want to work on something in your life, Say, Lord, strengthen the gospel in me. And God, let me be aware every day I'm carrying the gospel. And Lord, I'm looking for a place today to release the gospel. And when you just release that wonderful, simple message, it's amazing what happens. You can sow, you can water, and you harvest. You never know which one it's going to be, but it all gets the same reward. So sow the gospel, water the gospel, and many times you'll see it harvest also. Let's go to another picture. Does that match this conference? Hmm? Boxes. Well, where are you going with that, Steve? I think I know. We're going with the fact that what's holding you boxed in? What, 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 what little pet doctrine are you afraid to let go of so maybe God could use you in a fresh way, but you're just stuck on one little part. This gospel's balanced and it's amazing and, 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 and I think that we have, how many of you think we have a lot of religious boxes today? Huh? And sometimes the way I'm winning today is not get so wrapped up in a secular, political, economic, material, Hollywood kind of culture world. And I've got to get out of the box. And let's look at this and see, again, a God in a vastness that as vast as he created and as vast as he redeemed on the cross, is how the gospel can work through your life until you're not the same person anymore. Until you walk through doors you thought you could never walk through. Until God would send you somewhere and the gospel working in your life even though it's complete and you're incomplete. You see that God uses you and something's done. The vast That's what I see in this gospel. Such a, a vastness. And you know, as hard as the human heart can be today, the gospel's so vast it can get beyond the hardness of man's heart. You never know when you release the gospel where it's going to go. What are the first two letters of the gospel in English? just gave you a new assignment. <laughs> Go. Go somewhere. Go somewhere. I've lived under that. I lived under a go. Go down to the store. Go to India. My favorite scripture is follow the lamb wherever he goes. If the lamb for me is in St. Paul or Minneapolis, where do you think I want to be? That's how we've learned as my wife and I as a team, that's what we do. We pray, Lord, where are you for us? And where he is, that's where we want to be. But I don't think you can really do the gospel if there's no going. You've got to go somewhere. You've got to go to a neighbor. You've got to go down the street. You've got you've to knock somewhere. You've got you've to go. Write this down if you're taking notes. The nature of the gospel is this. It's always seeking another person or another place. That's the nature of the gospel. Always. Always seeking another place, another person to go to. Always. 
you know, um, this side say release the gospel. This side say carry the gospel. Would you guys like to speak to these guys over here? Would you like to tell them something? Would you tell them to release? Oh, you want to say carry? Okay, tell them, would you? And would you like to say anything to them? You know, you think, uh, you think that's too simplistic? You follow the lamb, he's looking for another place, another person. And if you're his messenger and you're carrying the best message there is, then he's just waiting for those that carry it to release it again. Find a situation, find a circumstance to release it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. Because my favorite statement these days are... Uh, Hey, God, it's amazing. Because I know the messenger is incomplete, but the message is complete. And if I'll carry it and I'll release it, heaven will work. The kingdom will move. Something will happen. Somebody, I believe tonight, just under the sound of the gospel, God's going to call you tonight. The call of God's going to go out with the word and you're sitting there, something's burning in your heart and you're sitting there going, God, you know what? All I want to do is know you. God, all I want to do is do your will. Lord, my heart burns to know you. My heart burns to do your will. God, my heart burns to fulfill your call in my life. There are some of you sitting here tonight that, that on your face... Nobody else would see it, but your heart is burning and say, Lord, that's me. I want to know you. That's me, God. I want to do your will. That's me, God. I want to carry the gospel. Yes, Lord, if you'll use me, I'll release the gospel and watch you work. Is there anybody here with a burning heart to do the will of God? Anybody got a cell phone? not asking for it for a key. You just need a cell phone. Oh, that's a nice one. What's the Bible say about the shirt on your back? Or <clears throat> I don't want to just release the gospel corporately. I want to release the gospel in everyday life. And Jesus and I he trained me in the nations. He trained me where I didn't understand the language, where I had to find the love of God when you couldn't say the love of God. I had to find ways to creatively hear him. And you know what that creative is called? It's called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And God can give you a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom to release the gospel because God's interested in people and God wants one more soul. God wants one more to come to Jesus. He's looking for another Buddhist. He's looking for another Muslim. He's looking for another uh, adulterer. He's looking for another drug addict. He's looking for another person that's, that's weighed under, under that which you've been freed from. Amazing. And I'm in a mall, and this thing happens to me, and I can't say that I always enjoy it, but the Lord says to me, pick out the hardest face, Stephen, release the gospel. And I go, oh, I'd rather have a cup of coffee. You know what? If you can die just a little bit to yourself, just for a couple of minutes, you might be surprised where you can walk into and what God will give you by the Holy Spirit that will minister the gospel to somebody. And you know, it didn't take me long in that mall to look, and I saw, I saw the hardest face. And I thought, well, I could do the, uh, the sloppy language thing and ask them to teach me a few words, and that's exactly what happened. And in less than 30 seconds, I was sitting at his table, this hard, hard, hard face, and he said, can I buy you a cup of coffee in his language? So I'm already in 30 seconds, you know, and all I did was just speak a little bit of their language. Well, another 30 seconds goes by, 
And the Holy Spirit's giving me some information and saying, ask him if he likes guns. And I said, guns? Where did that come from? And man, I'm out there kind of, you know, in la-la land, you know? So I used their word for guns, and I said, uh, volim de uh, pistola? Man, he looked at me, and he took out his cell phone, and, and a minute later, he's in my face with what is obviously a rifle range, and somebody's shooting weapons, but they weren't shooting at little circles. They were shooting at bodies of people in the target, and this phone was vibrating with boom, 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 boom. Does the Holy Spirit say guns? I guess he does. I had no idea. But how many of you think I had his attention? So I said to him, I said, well, I've been teaching my son how to shoot because we're going to go on an elk hunt. And, uh, and I think it's really important that he knows how to handle a gun. And I said, uh, I said, that looks pretty serious to me. And I said, who are you? I knew his name was Marcus. And I said, Marcus, who are you? And he says, Cerno Maurizio. I'm the black police. And I looked at him and I said, but Marcus, you're so young to be black police. And, and, and he said, yes, uh, yes, that's true. And I said, how did you get to this kind of position? Black police in that particular country means that if you're sent on assignment, somebody's probably going to he said to me, Steve, I'm the best marksman that you have. Now, take it. He's the hardest face that I'm looking at. I said, Marcus, can you tell me in two words your life? And he said, I can. Remember, we're using our language, so two words is enough for me. This is my contact with you. Two words, Mark. Just describe your life to me in two words. And he says, sex and guns. So I'm, what, two minutes into his life, and look what's on the table. Marcus was an interesting person for the gospel. I said, you're young, you're a marksman. The two words you give me, can you tell me anything else? He said, no. Are you ready for this? Steve, I've lost my confidence. And I don't think it was just guns that lost his confidence. I think it's a life of immorality. Yes? And I said, Marcus, can I tell you moi jivot in rich? Can I tell you my life in three words? I asked him for two words, right? I said, I'm going to give you my life. Moi jivot rich. Three words. And I said, Jesus, Gosvida. The Lord Jesus Christ. You want the gospel tonight? The gospel is what? The He was so nervous, he knocked his phone on the floor. And he looked at me and he said, Why did you say that to me? And I said, Because Marcus you need to know that there is one that loves you so much. Can I take five minutes to tell you? And when I was done in five minutes, that hard face was weeping. Because that broken soul had an answer for his lost 
conscience. How many of you would like to pray and bring Marcus to Jesus? Would you? Anybody have anything in their hands tonight? What do you have in your hand? What do you have? You know what? I have more, but I think I'm done. Because uh, I think you're with me tonight. Is there anybody here that would say, I'm amazed at God. I'm amazed at God. I'm amazed at the gospel. I'm amazed that a complete message can use an incomplete messenger and see his kingdom built see something happen. This is how we're going to end tonight. It's not important to me to know where the call of God went tonight. You can take care of that with your pastor and your friends as the Lord calls you. But you know what? Many of you are servants of the Lord. Many of you, God's heart is toward you because you surrender to the gospel. You surrender to the call of God. You've surrendered to his will. You've spent a lifetime saying, Lord, I want to fulfill your will. I want to fulfill the ministry you've given. So what I want us to do, do we have anybody that just prayed? Background? Could you? Thank you. Got your Bibles? What's in your hand? If we're going to be a messenger of the message, what two things do we need to do? Carry the gospel and... Is that simple enough? I have built a lifetime on the gospel in those two things. Just carrying it and releasing it. In corporate settings, in personal settings. And as we get ready, as pastor gets ready to ordain two men... I can't think of anything better than a lot of the servants of the Lord in this house that would take your Bible and just for a couple of minutes you would feel the need to walk down to the one who called you. The gospel is three words. What's his name? The Lord. And you would feel that he's entrusting you again to the days that you have, the future that you have before you, that you would just come to him with your Bible, the miracle in your hand, and stand here in his presence and just say, God, strengthen the gospel. God, cause me to carry it. Cause me to release it. Anybody who'd like to do that? If you're ready, I want you to just make your way to the front with your Bible. And as soon as you get here, I want you to speak to the one who called you. You weren't called by man. You were called by him. Are you ready? If you want, you can come. You can come. Stand with me. Servants of the Lord. God's hearts toward you tonight, servants of God. God's hearts toward you that are called. Speak to him. He called us. We need you. We need you carrying the gospel. We need you releasing the gospel. We need you strengthening the gospel in your life. Yes, Lord. Would you take your Bible now and hold it up? 
say it with me. Lord, you called me, not man. This origin is from heaven. And I have a miracle in my hand. Strengthen the gospel in my life. I want to carry the gospel. I want to release the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting your servant with the greatest message in the earth. Thank you, Lord. We need you. We need you, God. We need you, God. Amen. Now here's what we're going to do. I know that time is running. But this is um, a unique moment. This is a one night in a lifetime for these and for us as a congregation. So I'm going to ask spouses to come up and join your spouse up here. And everybody else can go down except for those who can go back. But those who are, those who've received ordination tonight, licensing, you stay. Pastor Kishore, Pastor Ben, if you'd come here and assist me at the table. Tonight, we're closing our service with communion deliberately. As we're sealing together this work of God in this house. You know, in 1 Corinthians 11, I am continually struck by the instruction that Paul gives there. When he says that a person ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing or remembering the body of the Lord drinks judgment on himself. There's two pieces to that. One is we remember, we recognize that our Lord went and we recognize the body of Christ that has been broken, that we might be made whole. And we remember and we recognize his blood that was spilt for the salvation of our soul. That's the vertical piece of this. There's another part of this as well that's just as profound and mysterious and incredible. And that is, is that we are the body of Christ. Right here, you, me, us. We are the body of Christ. And tonight, as a house of prayer for all nations, just a, a little sliver of what's going to be around the throne, I challenge my own heart in yours to recognize and remember the body of Christ expressed throughout the world. And so as you come to this table tonight, be fully reconciled to God and be fully reconciled to His body tonight and receive these gifts with gladness and we're going to be doing something very simple tonight. We're going to sing a couple old hymns. And we're going to sing them in many languages. So I'm going to need the help of those who know the languages to sing them out. Because I know that these songs, I think we've checked, <laughs> they're in your languages as well. And as you do, remember. Beauty. I'm amazed by the grace and goodness of God. The body of that we might be made whole. This has become to us the very bread of life. This representing to us the cup of salvation. Our Lord, if you would all hold your elements until we can all participate together. Then we will receive them together. You guys can stay at the front. Yep, nope.
for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, and the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us see. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us drink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So open your hands if you would. And Jesus, it's because you're alive. That we live. We live because you are alive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now may you be filled afresh with the immeasurable love of God the Father, with the irresistible mercy and grace of Jesus Christ the Son with the inexhaustible strength, power, comfort, and hope of the Holy Spirit be with you and yours as you go from this house to your house. I pray that you will go sent to make disciples of all nations with the banner of His favor and grace over your life. And until we gather again, either in this house or in our eternal home, I bless you, people of God. And may the goodness of God chase you down every day. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right.